here because you, there's a lot that Jesus already tucked away into the Old Testament, yeah. you know, that he was going to fulfill, that he was already proclaiming that we sometimes miss. You really do. And, you know, because you have to wonder sometimes, you you read things in these encounters and with uh, men and angels, especially going, what's going on there? Why does, uh, like, why does Mary uh, respond with such faith profoundly? Most people I see angels, they're terrified, but she, on the other hand, he starts telling her bizarre things and she's going, okay, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and so where does that all come from? Well, uh, we're doing the gospel in the stars. This is part four, a virgin with a baby. Now, the story that Jesus wrote on the stars begins as the sun passes across the virgin constellation. Now, I should remind you that the sun is up half of the time. So uh, in the fall, you, you see the second half of the constellation. So you have to wait for a few months before you'll st well, the story starts with the virgin constellation. So as we get towards Passover and we begin to talk about the sacrifice of Jesus, that beginning of that story begins there. So, but uh, for, for just looking towards the future here, let me just ask you a real basic question. Every group of people, countries, nations, they, they have the story of in the sky, a virgin with a baby. What seems odd about that picture? <laughs> Everything seems odd about that picture. Mm. Now, we uh, know it by the name of Virgo, but its uh, Hebrew name is Bethula. The Virgin is the most interesting of the constellations God created. She's holding a branch in her hand and a baby on her lap. And Bethula in Hebrew is virgin. The constellation is called many names, but they all mean virgin all over the world. you got to ask yourself, if there's nothing to the story of the gospel and the stars, why does it start with a virgin with a baby? Interestingly, in the 8th century, an Arabian astronomer named Abu Mazar describes Bethula as a young woman whose Persian name denotes a pure virgin sitting on a throne nourishing an infant boy having a Hebrew name, which in Greek is called Christos. What stands out of that is that Abu Mazar was Muslim. So this is back to 800 years so uh, after Christ. So the story goes back far, 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 and it's not like someone had to make all this up. The ancient name of the topmost star of what we know as Virgo or Bethula means the sent one. The first and brightest stars in Bethula, the Romans called Spica. It's still that on star charts, but its original Hebrew name is Zera. Z-E-R-A, Zera, meaning seed. Now think about that. The very word was at the heart of God's first promise to redeem mankind. Go back and read Genesis uh, chapter 2 and 3. Look at the fall when the curse of the, of the serpent happens. And he said, your seed, look it up in Hebrew, you'll see that word, Zera. The very words out of God's mouth mm. is the first star and brightest star in this constellation. Now... What did he say? I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, Zara and Zara. He shall bruise your head, you shall bruise his heel. On day 16, when Adam and Eve fell, God had already written their story in the stars. Isaiah 7 tells this story. The prophet tells Azaz there's a, an attack coming. And he says, ask for a sign from God, either from the depths, the depths are the ocean, the sea, or from the height above. 
meaning the heavens or stars. Ahaz refuses. He says, I'm not going to tempt God. But Isaiah says, God will give you a sign, and God chose the heavens, about which Isaiah said, the Lord himself will give you a sign, and he refers to this story, behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, mm. God with us. Now, Here's let's talk about the sun. There is a constellation right in front. Obviously, she's holding a baby, and it's called a, the Deacon constellation. It's attached, and that name is Coma. Now, C O M A H. The Hebrew name means the desired or longed for. Other Middle Eastern nations refer to it in their languages with titles like Lord, King, and Great Sun. These are not Christian nations. Haggai 2.7 uses the word speaking of the Messiah, the desire of all nations will come. So even the prophets pulling out the names of these stars and constellations. See, mythology disparaged coma. It's a simple little thing, but they remove the H on the end so that in Greek and Latin, coma becomes instead of this king, this lord, this baby, it's hair. Just hair. So they changed the story. In Genesis 15, Abram is overwhelmed because he doesn't have a son, even though God promised he would have a son. And here's what it says. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and tell the stars if indeed you can count them. Now, I know you go look, if you read a modern version of the Bible, it'll say count the stars. But go back and read in the, in the early King James and some of the early versions, it says not count the stars, but tell the stars. And that is the correct word. And here's why. The word translated from Hebrew as count in, mo in modern versions is safar, C-A-P-H-A-R, safar. It means recounting something or to tell the story yeah so in a sense it is counting but it's recounting so you could use the word it's just it doesn't mean that god isn't telling abraham to count the stars because you can't do that he's telling him to tell the story that was written in the stars which was passed on from the beginning so imagine the conversation here. Abraham looks up. He knows the story. He knows where it begins with the virgin constellation and probably begins to recount the story that was passed down since the garden. Well, the virgin will give birth, and there he sits looking up at Bethula. And I imagine about this time it occurs to him that if God's plan was for a virgin to have a son, that it was also possible for a barren old woman to bear a son. And what is this barren old woman's name beside him? Sarah. Pretty close to Zara, too. Maybe Abraham looked at that first star and brightest star. The story starts with Zara, a seed. Then God said to him, so shall your seed be. It makes a lot more sense in the story if you understand the Hebrew behind it and the stars are involved. So shall your Zara be. God is saying your seed will produce the Messiah. Not just you're going to have a son. But the Messiah. Yeah. God wasn't just saying this little thing. He was saying a huge thing. You're going to have a son who will start the lineage that will produce the seed. You may have a seed, but the seed is coming. The other stars in Bethulah continue that amazing story. One star means the beautiful Lord. Another star means the one sent forth or the sent one. And still another means branch, which she's holding one. Isaiah 4, 2, in the days, the branch of the Lord shall be uh, beautiful and glorious. And the branch is the name of the Messiah, is to come as the seed of the virgin. So that's part four, one of the most beautiful parts of the beginning of the story, but that's literally just the beginning. I love what you're just pointing out, that the gospel can be found from the very start, even before yeah. we were created. 
you know, that the Lord already had mankind in the sky through the stars telling this story of the gospel is mind-blowing. Oh, it is. Can you imagine being Abraham looking up at the star every night saying, my son is going to be that, mm. that seed that's going to start this journey somewhere Promise. down the line. Yeah. And so, of course, he, he had great faith. I mean, I think it was a little easier for God to stir him up in those conversations.